How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Third Line Plug Sensecast. I am your host, Taylor Gibson. Joining me, as always, from the tropical metropolis of Calgary, Alberta, the man known as Smart Poopfish, my co-host, Tim Jesse. Tim, how are you, sir? Woo! So, the XFL is back! What the hell is that? <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. I'm generally shocked, and... I don't know. I just never thought I'd ever say that, that the XFL is officially back. Honestly, I think Vince McMahon just really doesn't like being beat at things. No, he does not. And the fact that wrestling's probably doing about as well as it's ever had, he probably feels like he should give it another go. Oh, most likely. Yeah, but Jesus Christ. Yeah, so... uh pretty happy with getting our dumb names out <laughs> absolutely now before we go any further i, I just want to say on behalf of my co-host tim smart Jensi, and me taylor deathblow gibson we welcome you to our brand of ottawa senators podcasting we welcome you to our show to our listening audience from coast to coast in canada and around the world Thank you for the privilege of competing before you here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Third Line Plug Sensecast! Woo! Fuck, you have no idea how much that hurts my throat. Oh, holy shit. Damn. Maybe you're not cut out to be an XFL announcer. Mm-mm. What does the X even stand for? Nothing. Vince oh, was damn. flat out said that, that the, the X stands for nothing. They're just letters. Jesus Christ. It's so like let's get into some XFL talk. So as far as I know, the XFL is starting in 2020. At the moment, there are no cities and no teams that have been announced. Like we were saying off the top, we're really not sure why the XFL is coming back, except for one specific reason. I think it's because when you saw all of the boycott from the NFL fans this past season for the kneeling, all the stuff they were doing in the NFL... So yeah, I could totally see that the NFL has lost an audience, and maybe the XFL is coming in to recoup that audience. Maybe, but and I guess if you're if the XFL is going to be doing similar stuff to what it was doing, you'd probably be able to attract that sort of person. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I wonder if they're going to be able to play the same stupidly extreme level of football now that concussion scares injury scares are really being factor are really being uh looked at by players nowadays oh for sure so does this mean tim that we're gonna have to become las vegas outlaw fans are we gonna have to go and buy a he hate me jersey yes i wonder if they'll even i wonder how many teams will actually sign on but at least they gave themselves time to start it up yeah and i think that's the one thing that vince mcmahon learned the first time was that when the XFL started in the late 90s, early 2000s, he really only gave it a year to the start of the season. With this announcement, he's now giving it two years. So you have enough time to build teams, 
established fan bases, and everything that you need for a viable football league. Mm-hmm. And, like, actually have decent football. Oh, for sure. Now, if there's one thing that I really hope doesn't happen, I hope the blimp doesn't crash again. Yeah, with a generator without any gas. I know, right? I mean, seriously, what sort of two-bit operation has a generator that runs out of gas? <laughs> one see? by Vix McMahon. <laughs> you see, Tim? Our listening audience, they were thinking, oh, yeah, you know, Tay was going to say something and then it was going to cut out. No, come on. How fucking... All right, so uh, we got ripped off. Yeah, but before we do that and before we talk about us getting ripped off, Tim, I don't know. I was thinking about this the other day when the XFL got announced. What network would support this? Now, I came up with a very good theory, and I really think if somebody, whether it's Vince McMahon or somebody in his camp is smart enough to do this, maybe the XFL should sign on with the network called Netflix. Yeah, it's honestly, I guess, like, the last thing that Netflix really hasn't tried to go into is sports. Yeah, and I mean, can you imagine if Netflix went out and got the XFL? That would be great. You could do how they do with every other show they do. They have season one, season two, season three. You can do specific seasons, but have the games there. You could watch them live if you miss it when it's live you can watch it when it's archived i think netflix is the way to go because i don't see cable networks supporting this because he doesn't have nbc anymore so really who does he have and i think netflix should be the one that picks this up yeah and i doubt that he'll get fox on board either oh absolutely not no because yeah they're all too invested in the nfl yeah, I can't argue with that, Tim. All right, so now that we got all our XFL talk out of the way, we have to talk something. The Sense Call-Ups. Yep. Did you get a chance to listen to that their episode that just came out? I have been so busy this week, it's not even funny. Well, since you have been extremely busy this week, as have I, I, w- I did the... the honorable thing i listened to the new sense call-ups episode and i couldn't help but notice during their game segue music now and i'm listening to it thinking okay you know they're gonna use the they're gonna do the usual use the sense goal horn followed by blur song two no they used a theme for seth rollins wwe superstar and i'm thinking they're going huh that's interesting Tim and I used Triple H's theme for our game segue music. Which begs the question, did the Sens call-ups rip us off? Was there a particular reason they used that WWE song? I think Pan, if I'm not mistaken, is a wrestling fan, and he really liked that theme. Okay. Said it suited the season well, which, I'm not gonna lie to you, I totally agree. Yeah. So, you obviously saw the tweet I sent to the Sens call-ups going... Couldn't help but notice on the last Sens Call-Ups episode that they used Seth Rollins' WWE theme for their segue music. Now, we would like to point out that we've been using Triple H's theme since the very beginning. I'm glad we've inspired you guys. P.S. You guys rip us off again. You'll be hearing from our lawyers. (laughs) Haha, JK. 
Yeah. Yeah, and I saw that. I'm just like, uh-oh. Is Tay picking a fight? <laughs> Twitter war! We got a good reply out of him, though. Hey, we gotta get some views somehow. Mm-hmm. So, Tim, now that we got all of that out of the way, and I know you hinted at it earlier just a few moments ago, how was your week? Because I understand you and Chelsea were out in Toronto. Yeah, so we are over in Toronto because uh, Chelsea's getting scouted for the Masters or, U- or uh, PhD program in uh, Cognitive Psychology at the University of Toronto. So uh, I went along to just kind of see how trains and the commute was. And honestly, it was pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah Chelsea's, all of Chelsea's uh, interviews seemed to go pretty well. Oh, excellent. So I'm, so I'm very happy for her, and she seems uh, pretty confident that she has at least a decent shot at this. Well, that's awesome to hear, man. Yeah. And then uh, while she was busy networking and doing hard stuff, I got to have fun. I was going to say, Tim, I noticed that you were at the Toronto Raptors Utah Jazz game the other night. But now I've got to ask a question, Tim. I understand that Drake was in the building, so it begs the question. Did you and Drake become pals? Did Drake well, take you clubbing after the game, or...? When you say Drake is in the building, he didn't really come courtside. Really? However, a representative of Drake came courtside. The Raptor was dressed up as Drake. So what you're saying is that Drake didn't take you clubbing. No, he didn't. But the Raptor showed us some sweet moves. Yeah, I don't know if Drake has sweet moves, to be perfectly honest with you, man. Yeah. I don't know, I guess he kind of does like that shuffle thing in Hotline and Bling and... Uh, whatever else he does. Whatever else he does, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I know, the game was a lot of fun. <laughs> Toronto debuted their new Drake-inspired jerseys. Oh, Jesus. So they went all out for the new opening of the game. Yeah. Like, uh, they are just shooting fireworks off inside the building. Uh, huge light show. Yeah, like, the thing about the NBA, about NBA games that they don't really do at NHL games is any time they have a chance to throw in, like, a dance number or something, they will. Yeah. So, like, in basketball, you got, like, a two... You get, a, you get seven timeouts in the game, right? Something like that. And uh, during the timeouts, the Raptor and all, like, the dance squad would come out or they'd come out and shoot, shoot t-shirts and stuff. Oh, nice. So, even though the play was dead, there was always something going on. Did you ever see the video of the Raptor that ate the cheerleader? No, but that sounds amazing. You gotta go YouTube that. That is, that'll make your night. Yeah, it was a shame because the Raptors they started out playing poorly and they couldn't close out the game when they finally took the lead. Huh? That sounds like the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, yeah, it does. But uh, overall, it was a fun night. Yeah, and I guess if you're ever in Toronto, uh, there's this really good sausage sausage place in the Fashion District called First. Okay. And. Uh, me and my buddy went there before the basketball game, and we got uh, rare meat sausages. So I got game pheasant and venison. Okay. And he had kangaroo. Actually, funny enough that you mentioned kangaroo, is earlier this past week, we actually did an Australian themed dinner, and we had kangaroo balls. Whoa. Nice. Yeah. So I, sorry, man. I'm just going to talk a little bit about my week because. It's been a shit show, because perfectly honest, 
we had Spirit Week at work this past week, and oh, that's busy. We had geez. barbecues. We had theme dinners. We had to set up the coaches' room at the sportsplex. Like, that's a lot of work to put in. And so I had to work a lot of late nights this past week. And when we get to the games, I'll talk a little bit about that because I didn't get a chance to watch any of these. So all of the games this week have been the condensed version. Honestly, I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of them either because, uh, like, I was just spent a lot of time in the tube or going to dinner. Or I on the Thursday night, I was at an alumni event. Right. And uh, that, like, the Senators game ran quite a bit through there. Okay. Yeah, and then we ended up at a bar afterwards, and I caught the tail end of the game. But honestly, f- oh, I also caught, like, the second period of the St. Louis game before my hotel internet crapped out. That's a shame, man. Uh, yeah, that was... We'll talk about that. I don't think he missed that much. No, not at all. <laughs> but, uh, but I'll tell you what it's not a shame, Tim. Uh-huh. Segwaying into this little segment I like to call Top of the Hour. All right. You know, Tim, it's hard to believe we have an Ottawa Senators story, and it's actually Whoa. good news for once. Whoa. I know, fucking mind's blowing, right? Yeah. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, the Ottawa Sun reported that the National Capital Commission, the NCC, has confirmed an agreement in principle with the Rendezvous LeBreton Group to redevelop LeBreton Flats. The group will get to work to try and get the deal done finalized in 12 to 18 months. Senator's owner Eugene Malik said in a statement he is thrilled to be moving a step closer to bringing the fans a more enjoyable experience. What a crock of bullshit that is coming from him. Yeah. This redevelopment project is slated to be $3.5 billion. Yeah, it's, that's going to be so good for the west end of downtown Ottawa. Oh, for sure. And you know what? Even when I was out in Ottawa and I saw how Lansdale was redeveloped, it's beautiful down there. Yeah. And I know you and I talked about it, right? When and I asked you, I'm like, like, man, that's all new, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, there was nothing there prior to that. Well, it used to, uh, Lansdowne used to be horse racing. Right. Yeah, so there wasn't a lot. It was just the horse track. That's it. That's it? Yeah, so all, all those condos, the movie theater, all the bars, that's all new. Yeah, I thought Ottawa did a great job with all that stuff when I was in there. Yeah, like uh, Lansdowne. Lansdowne's phenomenal. Yeah, I guess the one thing that I'm really hoping for uh, the Rendezvous Ottawa spot is uh, if they build like open park space right. and uh, add add like a monument or something because uh, down like Ottawa's sorely missing kind of that monumental flair that Washington D.C. or London or Paris has. Right. And I think this is really an opportunity for Ottawa to really shore up uh, what's missing it from, like, a national spirit sort of way. Okay. Because, like, even once you go past uh, Wellington and Sparks, it gets pretty drab pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, I found parts of downtown to just be sort of, yeah. Yeah, like, there's that whole part that's nothing but gray concrete. Yeah. Yeah, that get that wears on you pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine living there just seeing that. I mean, granted, I was only there four days, but yeah, even seeing that, I was just like, oh, it's kind of depressing. Yeah. 
So let's move on to our next story. TSM reported that Eric Lindros and Montreal Canadiens Chief Surgeon Dr. David Mulder asked the NHL to invest $31 million, $1 million per team, in brain trauma research on the eve of the 2017 NHL All-Star Game. Lindros and Mulder both have said that they have yet to receive an answer from the NHL. You know, for a league that's really trying to take a real stand on CTE and concussions, like, does this just contradict anything that they have been doing? Well, they haven't been doing anything. So this is a chance for them to put their money where their mouth is. Right, but I mean, and even Gary Bettman says they were the first league to really take head injuries seriously. So when you read this, like... Are they really taking this seriously as they claim to be? Oh, of course they aren't. And everybody knows they aren't. If they were taking head injuries seriously, there'd be... Do you think half those enforcers would have died? They would have at least had proper health care lined up for them. Oh, for sure. And even the careers that concussions have ruined, right? When you look at Eric Lindros, you look at Paul Correa, Mark Savard. Speaking of which, Tim... Former Boston Bruins forward Mark Savard officially announced his retirement after 13 seasons in the NHL. Savard, who last suited up in an NHL game back in 2011, played 807 games with four different teams. New York Rangers, Calgary Flames, Atlanta Thrashers, and Boston Bruins while scoring 207 goals, 499 assists for 706 points. Wow, he went he went a point per game? Honestly, I thought he retired years ago. I didn't even realize that it took this long for him to actually retire. Well, it's because he finally his contract's finally up. Yeah, so and I was I didn't factor that in, right? I just thought, oh, okay. Well, he hasn't played a game, and I, I for whatever reason, I thought he had actually retired. But then I read his contract expired last season. I'm thinking, oh, you know, that actually makes a lot of sense. Hmm. Yeah, Mark Savard. It's one of those careers that's just. It was such a shame that it was cut short. Cut short. Much like Clark MacArthur. Yeah, or Mr. Clark. Nathan Horton. Yeah, Nathan Horton, another Bruin. Yeah, that was two players who hoisted that Stanley Cup then never played again. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Bruins who hoisted the Stanley Cup, Boston Bruins forward Brad Marchand was suspended five games after elbowing Marcus Johansson of the New Jersey Devils. Marchand is a repeat offender at the time of the suspension. Now, I'm not sure if you got a chance to watch the clip. I'm, I don't really know what to think of it because... I watched it, and I'm thinking, okay, I want to see how grievous or hard this of a hit it was. And it just looked like Marchant tried to stop. He turned, lost his balance, and then he he elbowed Johansson when he's coming in. But because he's a repeat offender, you can honestly make the point Marchant meant to do it. Yeah, and honestly, I haven't got a chance to see the hit, so it's not like I have anything to say about it. Um, as long as we don't get, like, another big ol' stupid rant by Biz Nasty. Yeah. Personally, I was honestly expecting something really vicious, but it really didn't look that vicious. It just looked like Johansson was coming in, and Marchant lost his balance and elbowed him when Johansson came in. Yeah, and I guess the other hard thing, though, is, like, the suspensions in the NHL seem so almost random. Mm-hmm. That I don't think... The, given the structure of the Department of Player Safety and how they hand out suspensions, I don't think they're actually good at deterring behavior because it doesn't seem like they're actually tied to any particular behavior. No, I, I could totally agree with that. Yeah, and it's a shame because 
And if you're not act actively cleaning up behavior, you're just going to get more and more brutal hits. Yep. So, Tim, i got to ask you a question. Did you get a chance to watch the All-Star game over the weekend? There was an All-Star game? Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. So let's go <laughs> on to our next story. The NHL announced that rapper Flo Rida will perform, will perform at the skills competition for the 2018 All-Star game, which just happened this past weekend. The announcement came after the league announced Kid Rock as a musical guest last week. Other musical guests will include country music star Chase Rice for the player introductions, Brett Young for the U.S. National Anthem, Lindsley L. for the Canadian National Anthem. Personally, I have no idea who any of these people are because I don't listen to country music. I don't... I... You know, I know we bitched about Kid Rock last week being so... It seemed like the initial is so out of touch. Honestly, Florida is probably the next closest one to being so out of date that it's just like, oh, is the NHL even trying anymore? Like, didn't Flo Rida have like one song ten years ago? No, he had a he had a couple of hits. To me, that's like getting somebody like Pitbull to do it. Yeah. Well, it was funny because in your notes, like I was re quickly reading, I'm like, they got someone called Florida. What? I know. The moment that you realize Florida is just Florida with uh, a space in between the O and the R. <laughs> now, Tim, given that Florida has been announced, you know what sound bite we haven't heard in a while, Tim? What? Hit it. No, no. Yeah, it makes me so happy. <laughs> God damn. Okay, let's go on to our next story. And it's our another All-Star Game story. The NHL announced that, San, that the San Jose Sharks will be the host for the 2019 NHL All-Star Game. This is the second time San Jose has hosted the game since 1997. One note I have in it, maybe get Metallica as a musical guest. I Metallica had an album this year, and it was, or at least a single, and it was garbage. From, oh, you mean from 2017? Yeah. Which single are you referring to? Oh, it was the one that had that really shitty drum track. Or was it 2016 now? But yeah, they had a recent album. It was fucking trash. Yeah, I think the album came out... Was it last year or was it 2016? Because there was a few singles off that. I think Hardwired to Self-Destruct was one of them. That's the one I really liked. Um, yeah, I can't think of the other singles that came off that album. But yeah, since the San Jose Sharks come out to Seek and Destroy by Metallica, it would make sense for Metallica to be the musical guest. Mm -hmm. Not but to say like, I would watch it or anything, but I think it would still be a pretty cool idea. I guess it would be better than Kid Rock and Flo Rida. Could be worse. Could be Pitbull. Hit the sound music! Damn it. Okay, that's enough. Well, Tim, that wraps up Top of the Hour for this week. Now, unfortunately, we have to head into the games. we got three games to talk about. The Sens versus the Minnesota Wild, Sens versus the St. Louis Blues, and the Sens versus the Boston Bruins. But before we do that, let's hit the music. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> All right, Tim, let's get into talking about our first game of the evening. Sens versus the Minnesota Wild. This was a 3-1 Minnesota victory. Sens goals were scored by Matt Duchesne. Wild goals were scored by Zach Parise, Jason Zucker, and Marcus Granlund. Shots were 38-36 for Ottawa. Zach Parise with 
had nobody covering him and gets on the board first for Minnesota after receiving a pass from Eric Stahl, who came out from behind the net. Duchesne got sent in on a breakaway by Chris DiDomenico and finished with, oh man, that sick move is so good, to tie it at one. Jason Sucker scores for the Wild to give it a 2-1 lead after Minnesota cycled the puck around. Marcus Granlund scored to make it 3-1 Wild after he split the D and made it a 2-1-0 play, which ended up being the final. Minnesota now, they are 14-1 on home ice this season. Oh, jeez. Talk about dominating. Talk you know, about, it's funny to win. Oh, I know. Well, even watching the condensed version, it looked like Ottawa played a much better game than they have in the past. Christy Domenico, in my personal opinion, was the best senator. And I really can't blame Mike Condon for this game because there was nothing he could have done, especially on that third goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it just looked like the Senators weren't really in it. No. God, how many times yeah. have we said that this season? Yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, and Shabbat and Carlson played a pretty rough game. Yeah, it's, it is really tough when you see your best defenseman playing terribly like that. Yeah, and then the Broussard and single line looked like it was just fighting it as well. Yeah. Do you ever notice, Tim, when you... In whenever you watch the Minnesota Wild, they do play a similar style to a team like the LA Kings, which their game is largely consists of puck cycling in the offensive zone and the long passes that leads to a guy going on a breakaway. Yeah, and like even if, like that's the thing is like those are the sort of plays that'll just pit. They're looking to find like a misplay or an improper setup by the defensive team and just go to town on it. So like not only is like a bad team going to get taken advantage of it a bad defensive team's going to get just destroyed by this type of play yeah and even when we played los angeles earlier this season and they were doing the exact same thing to us even when i watched the condenser version because the night of this game we were sitting here recording last week's episode Mm-hmm. so you can't say all wasn't bad i think we had a fun episode i thought so i thought the episode was pretty decent Mm-hmm. A few more things I want to point out. Uh, Minnesota's jerseys. Do you think they kind of look like Florida's, except in green and red? Yeah, a little. Yeah. They're not bad-looking jerseys. No, they're... I actually like the green and red. I don't know what it is. It's pretty awesome. Uh, well, the thing is, is green and red are complementary colors. So uh, they work together very well. And part of the theory behind that is they don't share. they don't share a common hue when printed. No, and I think that's why New Jersey had it for, like, the first 10 years or so when they were in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but otherwise, it's just, like, this Senators team is rough to watch, and this Senators team without Mark Stone is a lot harder to watch, but I hope that Chris Domenico is up here full-time because, like, he's a hard-working player, and I think he's a skilled top-nine guy. Mm-hmm. And it's just a fun story overall. Christ, if you were going to be talking about something that is rough, that Minnesota Wild announcer, can that guy speak English? Because even sitting here watching the condensed game, he was saying, like, Parisi and Kalapic. And I'm thinking, you mean Parise and Shalapic? Yeah, those ones aren't even hard. No. Actually, you know who had a quietly good game? Who's that? Colin White. Yeah, actually, I noticed that too. And I didn't put it in my notes for whatever reason. Yeah, like, even though he had Pyatt and Smith as his uh, other line mates, uh, they were able to, 
like they weren't getting victimized as much by uh minnesota they were shooting well the only thing that didn't happen for them is a puck going in the net so one final note i have on this game and it's not even really pertaining to this game did you ever play nhl 2005 back in the day 2005 i think i played 2k5 okay yeah espn announcers yeah the ea it was ea's game it had marcus nazel on the cover no i haven't played that one okay um, one note I do want to bring up is that my cousin Rob, he came, he like, he come in runner up in an EA hockey tournament back then. And so second, or what was, I think the runner up prize was tickets to the all-star game in Minnesota. Oh, wow. And he got to be a playable character in the game too. Nice. Yeah. So if anybody out there is interested in figuring that out, type Rob Charles NHL tournament and should be should come up yeah i'll have to do that after the show oh for sure all right tim let's go on to the second game the ottawa senators versus Boy. the st louis blues i know i know this was a three to nothing blues victory blues were blues shit blues goals were scored by Braden shin vladimir shaboka and vladimir tarasenko shots were at 41 25 for the blues vladimir shaboka opened the scoring for minnesota with a shot that just squeaked through craig anderson Broussard almost tied it at one with a one-timer from Eric Carlson, but it hit the crossbar. Tarasenko with a shot from just inside the blue line made it 2-0 Blues. Braden Shen hit the empty netter to make it 3-0, which is how it would end. Again, it was a condensed game because, like I was saying off the top, we had the barbecue and the pasta bar and, oh, fuck, it was a mess. And that goddamn kitchen request came back at 10 o'clock. Like, fuck, that pissed me off fucking didn't even tell me they just dropped it and fucked off oh that's brutal fuck do you know how my evening went during this senators game oh please tell me tim so Chelsea sorry for getting on a rant there everybody i just yeah you know, i had to get well, it out of my system probably more energy than the senators played with yeah well then again tim we probably put more effort into this episode than the sense did this past <laughs> week and we barely watched the games. So anyway, uh, Chelsea and I get into Toronto Pier. So our flight out of Calgary is delayed by an hour and 40 minutes out of uh, Calgary because Air Canada's uh, mechanical jets are screwed. So it's pushed back everything on uh, the Toronto-Montreal West Corridor. Oh, Jesus. Uh, but Air Canada gives both Chelsea and I $15 food vouchers. So that works out all right. Tim, um, did you go to Ch- Chili's? We did. How was it? It's Chili's. I can't believe I didn't eat at Chili's when I was at the Calgary airport. I know you gave me the recommendation, but I don't know. I just didn't eat there. Well, it's Chili's. It's honestly, it's about as good as you're going to get for airport food between that and Chick-fil-A. Again, another place I didn't eat at was Chick-fil-A. Well, Chick-fil-A, you had to leave the secure zone. Yeah, I think maybe that's why I didn't eat there. Um, but yeah, Chili's is Chili's. So anyway, uh, so we got off, so we get into Pearson around, uh, 6 PM. Uh, we immediately go to the hotel taking, uh, the, yeah. So if you ever go to Toronto and you need to get downtown, uh, don't fuck around with the cab. Uh, take the, take the union Pearson express. It's $12 a person. It gets you right to downtown in 25 minutes. Really? Yeah. So like a cab to do the same is going to charge you like 40 bucks. Yeah, actually, I fi- I figured that out the hard way when I was in Ottawa. I got a cab from the business end to the airport, and it was about 40 bucks. 
Yeah, although Ottawa, you don't really have a choice. Well, I guess there's the bus that goes from downtown to the airport, but that bus is a pain in the ass now that they're building the O-Train because it's lost a lot of its exclusive road. Right. But anyway, so uh, we get to the hotel and Chelsea immediately has a networking dinner set up. So I'm left on my own. So I've got my Presto card that works in Toronto as well as Ottawa for the public transit. Okay. So uh, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, there's this, like this burger chain called Burgers Priest in Toronto that's known for having some of the best burgers in the city. Now, let me stop you there, Tim. Is it very similar to Burgers and Fries Forever? Because that place was overrated. I don't care what you say. I'm getting here. So I tap on into the subway and uh, head down to Burgers Priest, get off, get on the sub, get on the streetcar. Every, getting there is fine. Uh, the burger was overrated. Yep, that's how I felt about burgers and fries forever, man. Well, here's the thing. If you're going to be calling something best burger in the city, they better damn well make their own buns. Funny, because that's exactly what you told me about burgers and fries forever. They do make their own buns in store. Well, the burgers were overrated. I don't care what still what you said. <laughs> so anyway, like this place, it's like the actual patties, oh, it's good, but I've had better in Toronto. Okay. So like having this place build is best in the city and that's like there's a different chain that originated in ottawa like five blocks down that's a better burger is right. a little disappointing okay anyway after i get so i finish up my burger leave tap on the streetcar, uh get get to the closest subway station and then realize that uh like chelsea and i don't travel with like toothpaste or anything like that so i hop off at a rexall get our stuff and then i try to tap on in the subway station but my card doesn't work. Hmm. And uh, the woman at the TTC, sorry. Uh, so normally, what you do is you tap on and go through the, like the spin gate, the turnstile gate, right? Okay. But every TTC station has a place where you can uh, just buy tokens from a human, or talk to the human if you have any problems. So I asked the woman about my Presto transfer not working, and she told me to phone Presto. Really. Yeah, so I was on the phone with uh, the woman from Presto for about 10-15 minutes as she was trying to go through all my transactions to just find where the transfer could have gotten lost. Okay. But it turns out that uh, her sister actually worked at C works at CBHC in Calgary. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, so uh, then I finally... She phones back and said, like, she can't find the transfer, but she's like, whatever i know you paid so just give give your phone to the woman behind the counter so she starts giving telling the woman that yeah don't tell people to phone me what the hell am i actually going to do about this so needless to say i finally get on the damn subway and while i was getting on the subway i noticed a tweet from a certain Cats fan oh our bud adam quick shout out to him because he actually recorded a promo for us which we will debut next week on the third nice. line plug sense cast. Yeah. And we'll have to send them something back for sure. Uh, just a couple of notes I have on the game. I thought Craig Anderson looked solid in this game. Mike Hoffman had a couple of really good chances. Ottawa couldn't bury their scoring chances, including Gabriel Dumont with the empty netter or sorry, wide open net. But you know, that's all I have on the game to be honest with you. Uh, I was, able to watch during the second period once i finally once my ttc adventure was finally over okay 
and it was the most boring game I have ever watched. Oh, believe me, Tim, it got worse from there. Bruins versus Senators. This is a 3-2 Bruins victory. Senators' goals were scored by Thomas Shabbat and Ryan Dezingle. Bruins' goals were scored by Danton Heinen, Tim Schaller, and Jake Dubrusk. Shots were 44-23 for the Boston Bruins. Thomas Chapot scored first to make it 1-0 Ottawa after a shot bounced off a Bruins defender's gate. Heinen scored for the Bruins to tie it at 1 after the Sens failed to clear it. Jalliner scored to give Boston a 2-1 lead after Mike Hoffman didn't pick up the guy coming behind him. Ryan Dezingle tied it up for the Senators to make after the Bruins made it 2-1. And DeBrus with the softy. Oh, this was a killer. He made it 3-2, which would be the winner. Let's... Now, I don't know if you got a chance to see any of the highlights from this. I'm really only going to talk about that last goal because, oh, that broke my heart for Mike Condon seeing that because he had it covered and the puck popped through him and you could see him just throwing a head going, fuck. Well, that's the thing about this sense season, though, is like not only have people not been playing well, everything that can go wrong has. And honestly, I think Mike Condon given the amount of work that he's had, has played quite well. Yeah, I thought Condon was the only reason Ottawa was remotely in this game. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm getting at looking at the stats. Uh, I saw some of the highlights uh, from a bar on uh, Bloor Street. Where's Bloor uh, Street in Toronto? Yeah, in Toronto. Now, where in but, Toronto is that? Oh, sorry. Uh, so, uh, Bloor is one of the main east-west streets, and it's just... It's uh, the northern boundary for University of Toronto. Okay. So it's, uh, yeah, I guess relative to Union Station and uh, the Air Canada Centre, it's about 20-ish blocks north of there. Okay. So it's a, yeah, it's about a 20-minute walk. And uh, most of the, and uh, the second major subway line, the Bloor-Danforth line traces Bloor Street. So I only got one more note on this game. Tim, what are your thoughts on those camel hockey jerseys? Honestly, I think they look kind of redneckish to me. I think they just look kind of... Like, I like the idea of supporting the troops. Yeah, that that part I'm fine with, because I know your dad was in the military. But I don't know. I mean, and a lot of people have those camo hockey jerseys, and I just like, God, they look so fucking stupid. Yeah, I understand the silly. idea behind them, but I don't like the execution of the jerseys. I don't know. I think if you're going to do a military appreciation jersey, base the jersey off of the... Like, I guess camo's easy because it's immediately recognizable, but maybe do a color scheme or jersey design based off of the dress like the dress uniform instead. Yeah, or do what the Winnipeg Jets do with the logo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just the camo, it's like... It's too easy, and it looks kind of dumb. Yeah. Well, Tim, that wraps up all the games. Uh, before we go into a close, let's talk a little bit about Bod Adam because you hinted at it earlier in the episode. We had a pretty good Twitter conversation with him this past week. Yeah, we did. Uh, I didn't pick up any Timbits. Honestly, I can't believe that Adam wouldn't make the drive up to Barry to get you some Boston Cream Timbits, man. Well, to be fair, like, he's in Caledon, right? Wellen. Wellen, okay. But, yeah, he's like... That's a three-hour drive to Barrie, and it's a one-hour drive from Toronto to Barrie. Right. Yeah, it's not happening. Honestly, I like that Chelsea responded, be like, um, I would also like some Boston Cream Timbits. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, Adam, you want to help a sister out? 
He's like, man, that's like two and a half hours. <laughs> well, come on, Adam. Was... God. Well, I was thinking about I thought it. you were a like... fan. Well, I mean, like, I was looking at it, and, like, I guess I could take the GO train out to Barry, but also, like, that's a lot of effort. I wonder what a but Boston yeah. Cream Timbit would taste like. Do you think it'd be, like, just a Boston Cream, but in Timbit form? Well, I guess it would depend if they covered it in fondant or not. Well, here's a good idea. Why doesn't every Tim Hortons have that? Why is it only Barry who gets that? What the fuck's so guess, special about Barry? I guess it's, like, so generic of a suburb town that they think it'll test well for the average... It'll be a good test for, like, the average Tim Hortons consumer. Tim, if they want to do that, why, they, why wouldn't they do that in a big city like Toronto or Montreal or... Calgary or, or what are these cities? Well, I think the reason why they're doing it in Barrie is because they're trying... Well, I shouldn't say it with so much disdain, but... I know. The reason why they're doing it in Barrie is because they're looking for, like, a generic town that doesn't have a lot of uh, interesting food options or a large immigrant population. Ladies and gentlemen, I would just... Sorry, Tim. I would just like to say, if you were from Barrie and listened to this episode, we are not hating on Barrie. We're just a little jealous that you were the only ones that get the Boston Cream Timbits. Yeah, Fuck. Like, this is damn. worse than when they got rid of the Cinnamon Twist Donuts. Those were amazing. Those aren't there anymore? No! They got rid of them like 15 years ago. Shows you how often I go to Tim's. I know, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ, look at how this podcast has ended up. We're getting angry about Timbits and donuts Tim Hortons got rid of 15 years ago. Are you sure we're even on? I was gonna say, are we sure we're not even an Ottawa Senators podcast anymore? Does anyone even want to be a Senators podcast anymore? We do. Apparently, we're still doing it. And you know what? We love doing it for you guys. We do. Yeah, yeah we do I, it for well, all of our a... fan. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> By I mean, it's like, uh... goddamn, we did a bad job of watching the games this week. But you know what, Tim? We had a reason, right? You were in Toronto. I had a super busy week. And honestly, we had reasons not to watch the games. We'll have to make better this week. And, well, we've got a lot of chances to do so. Oh, for sure. Now that you're back home and I don't have an overly busy week, I don't believe. And four games. No, we have three games this week. Only three? I thought there was four. Only one. three, buddy. Oh, thank God. Yeah, so I'm just going to pull up the games here. Okay, Tim, let's head into the close. First of all, thank you so much, guys, for listening to the Third Line Plug Sensecast. I hope you enjoy it because, believe me, Tim and I love ranting and bitching all that stuff for you. You can find us on iTunes. Please listen, rate, and subscribe. We are on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Third Line Plug Sensecast. Because our bod Dave made the mention, we are on Google Play Music. You can find us on Twitter at Third Line Plug is our Twitter handle. Tim is at M901 Honey Badger. I am at Great White Gipster, G R 8 W Y T E Gipster. If you want to shoot us an email to talk about Boss Cream Timbits, the XFL, or you just want us to give you Adam Young's email address, please shoot us an email, thirdlineplugsensecast at gmail.com. All right, let's get to the games of the week. We have three games on the schedule, like I mentioned. Tuesday in Carolina, Thursday versus the Anaheim Ducks in Ottawa, and Saturday in Philadelphia. Which, let's be honest, Tim, for all the Philadelphians, this is going to be the highlight of their week. What an easy win. 
Yeah, you know. Could, <laughs> you know, I mean, because I know there's nothing luck, else yeah. going on but the sports teams in Philadelphia this coming weekend. Yeah, no, no. No. Yeah. Oh, my buddy got, my buddy had buddy riding on the Vikings. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> I don't know, he actually did pretty good this season overall for his sports betting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got like a 300% return. Really? Yeah. Fuck, that's better than my betting. I bet a Leafs fan a case of beer that my team would win. I actually yeah. had to buy that fucker beer. Oh, that hurt. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Hey, Tim. All right, yeah? Do you know why the Vikings are purple? Why? Because if you've been choking for the last 50 years, you'd go purple too. That's savage. Yep. That's Randy Savage. Damn. Until next week, guys, I am your host, Taylor Gibson. And this is Tim Jensey. Go Sens, guys. You know what? I actually thought of something before we close. What's that? You know how we're talking about, like, if San Jose, with San Jose's musical choices for the All-Star Game, they're in the Bay Area. Yeah. They could have, there's so many musicians from there. Like, you no could have in a year. Yeah. There's a <laughs> lot better options than Metallica. Was that your phone or mine? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. I am your host, Taylor Gibson. And this is Tim Jensey. Go Sens, guys. Woo! I can't believe you fucking ruined the outro. It was bound to happen. Yes, it was. Night, everybody. My time here is up. They're going home!